right, live from Studio 6B on a Monday night. I'm just kidding. Wednesday. <laughs> Come on. You should have kept it going. Some of the uh, some of the um, responses I got, emails and stuff last night were <laughs> I was just rolling. <laughs> some of the emails were like, "Don't worry, Damon. I'm 10 years older than you, <laughs> and I forget things too." Anybody suggest Prevagen? Um, no, no one suggested medication. They oh, just yeah. said, you know, get it together. They just so. said, grow up. <laughs> <laughs> so it is Wednesday night, all night. And we'll be looking for the getter crowd to uh, get it fired up tonight. So Paul Nolan's here with the news. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Ready to roll. Anything catch your attention today? Uh, yeah, I thought uh, the John Stewart nonsense. I got the kid, kid so John. So what, what is that? John Stewart's got a, he, well, he used to be a... Late night host, um, The Daily Show, if you might remember it. It was a terrible show um, <laughs> of a goofy leftist, but at least he was like a, at least he was a decent guy for the most part. Not like today's drivel, but now he's got a new show and he's trying so hard to pander to his completely lunatic audience. And uh, mm-hmm. he's just, I don't know, just proven to be such a racist. Has uh, he just, been on consistently? I feel like I haven't heard him in a long time. He's got a new time. show on YouTube called uh, What's Wrong with John, whatever, whatever the hell his name is. Right. And it's terrible. And I, <laughs> and I endured like 23 minutes of it the whole time thinking, oh my God. What was God. he talking about? He was talking about white people bad, system racist, white people racist. Oh. The lingering effects of racism is still inherent in the comp- country and- that white people should apologize for their whiteness. So democratic talking points, in other words. I some to that effect. Okay. I just I just don't get it. I, I'm not going to go down the road where I'm just going to judge someone by the color of their skin. I I spent my whole life telling my kids don't do that, and here they are. They they're all doing it. So I just uh, I was hoping you had the video so I could like rant into the camera, hoping he sees it one day. <laughs> not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Delgado's here. What caught your attention today? Uh... Hillary Clinton getting fined. That's my lead story. By the FEC. Yeah. I think that's kind of interesting, but, but you know, kicking over to what Paul was talking about, you know, The Daily Show started out, it used to be really funny. It, it was used funny. to be good. He used to, uh, he used he to, used to bash sides. everybody. He really did. Yeah. And I think he quit because he knew his stance on civil liberties was going to be trampled, and he wouldn't be able to keep his audience if he without, like, breaking his own dogma. Right. Like, I just felt like he had to leave because if Trump did something good for people or what, he, he just couldn't, like, he couldn't live with himself unless he, without, like, without, unless he was just lying. I, I just feel like right now he's just being... Like he would have been attacked for, for being, being consistent the way he'd always been. Yeah, I do. I think that if he tried to play it down the middle and, you know, attack the goofy side of the left's, you know, nonsense. I right. think that, it, you know, he knows he would have lost his audience and he would have been in no man's land. Look what happened to Jim Carrey. First of all, did you see Jim Carrey on with... Um, I was going to do that story last night. But Gail I wanted, King? Yeah, I was going to do that story last night and I opted out because most of the time he's, you know, this is a guy who had depicting pictures of Trump being beheaded, right? Didn't he? Yeah, uh, they, all those hateful bad things. Yeah. Um, and now he's talking about violence is bad. So I didn't want to like... He nailed it in my opinion. Yeah. But he's a hypocrite. Yeah. Well, they all are. On the left, that's the only way they can survive if they are hypocrites. 
That's the only way to survive because as soon as something like that happened, the, the Will Smith thing is what, what seems to be, you know, kind of exposing some of these people. You see exactly who they are. Yeah. You saw you saw every uh, people giving a standing ovation. <laughs> hey, I thought you guys hated violence. Right. You know? But this is the, this is the woke mob, right? Now right. we get to punch someone for saying something we don't like, but violence is, it's just, you know, it's again, it's another assault on, on speech. Now, listen, if that was happening in a ballroom and a guy made fun of, a balding wife, it's a different story. But when you're a comedian and you're standing on a stage and you've been paid to roast the audience. Right. And let's be honest. I mean, there's a lot of nuance here in this thing. You start looking into, see, I don't know anything about Hollywood people. I, I, you know, I heard the guys in the office talk around the water cooler, if you will. Do you know anything about their life? Do you, pay, do you hear anything about Jada? Nothing Pink other than, it? like I said, it's open to everything but bad jokes. <laughs> the, the, only thing, the only thing I know about Jada and Will Smith, aside from the fact that they're married, is that she was, uh, I guess they have that open relationship. She was entangled entangled with another guy. There's pictures of them. What does that mean, like, an open you know, relationship? Going that means to places together. so much, she's just got to accept so. it because the, the business model is so good at home? I yeah, guess. I think that's pretty, I think yeah, pretty, pretty much, much nailed it, Paul. I mean, I mean, but think of so the business what, so, model is so good, yeah. She's so been now, she she cuckled him in it, right in front of everybody. Right, right, and that term is obviously such a lowbrow term. It's like right. it's used like the word Hitler and fascist, and it's it's been it's like lost all meaning. But essentially, that's what's gone on here. This poor guy looks like just a, a complete shell of the man he was or is or what. Yeah, and now. She gives him the scornful look, go do something or I'm going to go right. sleep with someone else. Who knows what the hell's going on in his head? I got to prove my manhood because I can't do it because you're bringing dudes. So I have no idea what's going on in his head. Yeah. It's and the a whole punk thing move, so- though. What? It's a punk it's move. It's a punk move. It was, the, it was the act of a desperate guy. Right. It was the act of a desperate guy, especially such a bigger man against a little guy. You know, you, you want to pull that nonsense in a bar, right, or like in a backyard, and you want to insult somebody's wife. You got to know there's going to be repercussions. I heard somebody say exactly what we said, Paul. Why didn't he just just yell from the audience to say not funny? You could, there's a lot you could have done to get the point across. Yeah, he could yeah. have belittled them too. If it makes you feel good about you know making fun of a woman's you know a black woman's balding hair, you know because you throw a black race card in there because you know there's a whole thing about women's hair from that ethnicity that like there's a whole sensitivity. I think one of them made a documentary on on a subject. So when you just look back at it, 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 to me, it just comes down to, it looks to me like a man like Will Smith, who's been completely emasculated. doesn't matter how rich you are. It doesn't yeah. matter how much fame you have or fortune or friends or fake friends. At the end of the day, if your moral constitution is, has been eroded from within and you don't have anything to stand on your own belief system and, and you've been belittled in such a way, like it doesn't matter. You're still going to be miserable and unhappy and you're going to lash out that way. And I, this looks to me like a guy who's just, Victim of spousal abuse, if you will. It's time to end it. You know, like, I mean. Yeah. Well, and to bring it around that- to your John Stewart, where you started, is that I, the reason I brought up John Kerry is, uh, John Kerry. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what's his name? Kerry. Jim Kerry is that he spoke out and he got crushed. He got crushed from the left. They tried to cancel him immediately, bringing up when he kissed Alicia Silverstone. Oh, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> As if somehow that's comparable to what. He did. And then the, now they're bringing up that Will Smith uh, made fun of Arsenio's drummer or somebody in the band who was bald. You know, like, it, it, it's just um, yeah, it's just a lot of BS. And, you know, 
I, look, the only way I'm ever watching the Oscars is if they can guarantee someone gets punched in the face every year. <laughs> never, you know, if they can guarantee some woke jackass gets smacked every year, I'll tune in. But other okay. than that, I ain't doing it. But 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 going back to their their quote unquote entanglement, because I know you asked, she confirmed that she was romantically involved with a 27 year old singer on her Red Table Talk podcast, right in front of him because he was sitting there. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, and they openly discussed the issue. And Smith at one point saying to his wife, I was done with your blank, your ass. And I was done with you. Marriages have that, so, though. No, you say blank and then you say yeah, the I, word. I, I, I'm wondering why you said blank well, to because start. I, then I thought, I'm like, well, that word's not really a bad word. I don't word, even know right? what blank was there. But basically, you know, she, she discussed having an affair right in front of him, and but he's sitting there, there taking it. But was there another one of the guys? I didn't hear about I heard about a 19-year-old boy she was sleeping with. Well, I think this is the, this is the, uh, oh, this is a 27-year-old singer. Nine minutes past the hour. This section brought to you by Entertainment Tonight. You know what? Don't think about it. Like, I mean, he could, like, could you imagine if you're Will Smith and you call, like, a private investigator? Like, can you do me a favor? I think my wife might be up to something. And, and meanwhile, he's like, I'm sorry, I've been sleeping with a two. <laughs> like, was it everybody in Hollywood sleeping with a? I mean, like, so I don't know, man. The whole thing is just creepy. F Hollywood. I have nothing to do. I can care less about him. I'll watch my documentaries. I'll, and and if it's woke TV, I'm turning it off. I mean, you can't put on Netflix without this being some social engineering or BS message or... It's just, it's just relentless. It's just relentless. Well, we're yeah. seeing the, um, we're, 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 look at what we're seeing with Disney right now, and, and um, we, what's going the on gay with agenda? Disney. Do you see that? You see that video they leaked today? Yeah, yeah. of Oof. the president of uh, whatever. Yeah, of um, she's an executive producer. I yeah, um, yeah. We've conditioned and, all of our people to not say uh, boy or girl or men's. Yeah, right? they, that's they're, they're may, prince and princess may be gone, and now they want half of their characters to fall into the LBGTQ plus minus square root of pi, whatever how many things there are there. <laughs> so you're seeing um, you're you're seeing a small group of niche radicals within the Disney universe basically take over the whole entire um, company. And the company is capitulating. Capitulate. They they love this stuff. I mean, they're they're I mean, they're a monster out there. I mean, Disney is an absolute monster. And it's just you know ESPN, it all kind of comes together. Yeah, ABC, yeah. ESPN. Um, I mean their their list of and their portfolios is just phenomenal. And it's it's ripe for, for being broken up. You know, they're all part of that ESG, mm-hmm. that, you know, environmental social governance. And the Daily Wire came out today. They keep serving up business to the to conservative groups who want to take advantage of it, and said they're going to drop a hundred million dollars into now uh, Daily Wire Kids as a um, as a competitor to Disney programming. And they just came off of their very successful Harry's uh, I Hate Harry's Razors. Because Harry's Razors used to be a sponsor on their platform and pulled it because of some nonsense. They didn't want Michael Knowles or Ben Shapiro. I threw my Harry's out. Yeah. And they came out with their own Razors in like one week. Not only did they gain more followers, but I think they had more sales of their new Razor, the Daily Wire's Razor, Jeremy's Razor, or whatever it's called, in like the first two weeks than I think Harry's has had like in the last year. Damn, we should have came up with that. And now they're going to drop a hundred. Well, here's how good they did in the Razors. They're dropping a hundred million 
into their new kids programming. Which brings me back to razors are a joke. I can't believe what they charge for them. The markup's like a mattress. <laughs> it costs someone like nine bucks to make a mattress. They charge two grand for it. Razors are like a penny. They charge nine. I'm, the live from Studio 6B king-size mattress will be coming to you <laughs> soon enough. <laughs> All right, well, there's lots to do. We, we took the whole segment talking about that. But uh, to Rick's point about what caught his attention today, uh, Paul Bedard in the Washington Examiner, who I absolutely love, Paul Bedard, uh, writes great stuff. FEC today finds the DNC and Clinton for Trump dossier hoax. And uh, we'll get into this when we get back. We've got Crazy Town today. Biden got his second, third, fourth, I don't I can't even keep track. Second booster today? Well, he can't count that high, so yeah. we don't know. So he, billion, got, billion, he got billion, a trillion. second booster for a disease that's probably changed like 5,000 times over since he got his first shots for it. It's mutated who knows how many times. Oh, sure. Stick that in my arm, Doc. <laughs> All right, just getting started. Live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday night. Are you sure? <laughs> no. We're back after this. Seventeen past the hour, live from Studio Six B. Slick Rick is off tonight. Is that some event? He'll be back tomorrow, so he's off tonight. Paul's here with the news. Rick Delgado's here. Geo Fran holding it down. So, Paul Bedard in the Washington Examiner. The Federal Elections Commission has fined the uh, Democratic National Committee and Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign for lying about the funding of the infamous and discredited Russian dossier used in a smear attempt against Donald Trump weeks before he shocked the world with his 2016 presidential victory. The election agency said that Clinton and the DNC violated strict rules on describing expenditures of payments funneled uh, to the opposition research firm through uh, Fusion GPS through their law firm. Of course, that was Perkins Coy. A combined $1,024,407 was paid by the treasurers of the DNC and the Clinton campaign to the law firm Perkins Coy for Fusion GPS information and the party and campaign hid the reason claiming it was for legal services, not opposition research. Instead, the DNC's 849000 and the Clinton campaign's 175000 covered Fusion GPS's opposition research on the dossier, a basis for the so-called Russian hoax that dogged Trump's first term. The memo said that the Clinton campaign and the DNC argued that they were correct in describing their payment as for legal advice and services because it was Perkins Coy that hired Fusion GPS, but the agency said the law is clear and the law was violated. Well, everything that Clinton does, the law is, is violated for crying out loud, but did she know? No reasonable prosecutor. Remember that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything she does violates the law. She's above the law. What do you mean the law? She, she can't get arrested. It added that neither the campaign nor the party conceded to lying, but won't contest the findings. Well, guess what? That's conceding to lying. 
solely for the purpose of settling this matter expeditiously and to avoid further legal costs. Oh, they're worried about the money. A respond, yeah, right. Does yeah. not concede, but will not further contest the commission's finding of probable cause to proceed with a probe, said the FEC. The FEC, in a memo to the um, Coolidge Reagan Foundation, which filed its complaint over three years ago, said it fined Clinton's treasurer 8000 and the DNC treasurer 105000 Whoopee. The memo, shared with secrets, is to be made public in a month. So you see, here you go. You have you have Hillary Clinton. You have Mark Elias. You have uh, what's his name in the in the Biden administration now, who knew he was putting out false information with that tweet we've showed you. Who's the the security guy? Nick uh, Nick Bubble. What, what was his name? No, Nick, the kid uh, who's working for Biden now. I can't. I don't know. I can't think of his name. Who cares? He's another idiot that works for the administration. Guy who was in the briefing room just the other right. day. Jake Sullivan. Oh yeah. He's putting out fake tweets. They know it's fake. And they run to their friends in the media. And so they end up with an $8,000 and $105,000 fine. Ooh. Meanwhile, it cost President Trump the first two years, really all four, but specifically the first 18 months. So all he could think about was this nonsense, Russia, Russia, Russia. That's the interest Hillary made on the money she stole from the victims in Haiti in a day. You know, right? She made what, <laughs> hundreds of thousands interest on the billions, hundreds of millions she stole. It's, just, it's, it's, it's laughable. Dan Backer, who brought the complaint on behalf of the foundation, which focuses on free speech and the First Amendment, told Secrets, this may, this may well be the first time that Hillary Clinton, one of the most evidently corrupt politicians in American history, he's got that right, has actually been held legally accountable, and I'm proud to have forced the FEC to do their job for once. The Coolidge-Reagan Foundation proved uh, that with a little grit, Americans who stand with integrity can stand up to the Clinton machine and other corrupt political elites. Clinton has in the past defended her campaign spending for the information and worked of her campaign lawyer, Mark Elias. Oh, what do you know? <laughs> there he is again. Knee deep in everything that's corrupt is Mark Elias, whether it's election integrity, whether it's going into these states before the election that he did in 2020, or um, helping out Clinton do something illegal oh and now isn't he leading the charge to try and uh like he's going after uh madison cawthorn so he, he can't get on the ballot they're trying to, to oh yeah lead that charge too because they don't want they they can't have you running for 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 office now amazing well we talked to um madison cawthorn at the freedom fight night at henry and i and he uh, asked him about that and he didn't seem too concerned about it um but it's just another trick. It's just another well, dirty yeah. trick they're trying to do. Well, again, this is how they play ball, right? This yeah. is what we talk about. This is why, and we all three agreed last night, and I love John Solomon, but uh, this, well, let's let it go because we don't want to rile up the base deal with the with SCOTUS. This what? is another example. They just won't play on the same level. They They, they just won't. In fairness, I don't think that was John's opinion. No, it's not. Opinion. No. You know, I think I he's just su yeah. surmising what, Okay, just long. I just wanted for the audience in case anyone misunderstood what you said there, because John, didn't, you know, that doesn't seem like his political stance as well. No, he was just reporting on yeah. what what yeah. they had, what he had found out yeah. that they're thinking. Well, you know, we got to think long term, and we got to look down the road because, and we just give down them this road. one, and we'll be up six three. We're not up six three now. I know. <laughs> yeah, we're you, still you, down four five. Are you considering John Roberts part of that six? Yeah. I mean, hello. No, it's no question about it. I mean, the, by the way, are you considering um, Kavanaugh? Well, Coney I mean, Barrett sometimes. hasn't been great. Amy Coney Barrett. 
questionable. I mean, so I just, you just wonder how much pressure on these people. I mean, uh, how how do they not just vote with the Constitution? It's, it just it's that simple. Read the law and follow it, and shut up. Well, you put the when you put the black robe on, things strange things happen. It's happening all over the country. It it's almost bait law. Some law, some part of lawlessness is almost baked in to the um, legal system at this point. I know. All over the country. Look at, look at the report yesterday. A federal district court judge in California comes out and says, oh, well, uh, you know, I think it's uh, po- maybe possible here that uh, it's quite possible that uh, former President Trump. What? You're a judge. What, what are you talking like this for? What kind of judge talks like this? What evidence have you seen? It's not your, you don't come out with uh, opinions on what you think you might have enough to, to prove something. It's not your job to prove it. I mean, so it's, it's just wild where we are with, with uh, some of these judges, including the Supreme Court. Well, we, we've said it before, right? It's just, it's crazy to think of our system, of separation of powers and all of that, and the way it's supposed to work. And we're at a point now where you can have these cases where you have fundamental rights where you think, oh, of course it's a fundamental right, and somebody wakes up on the wrong side of the bed, and all of a sudden it's not a fundamental right and something that was never meant to be. John Roberts feels like he's going to want to rewrite the law, make Obamacare attacks, and whoops, what, what do you, here we go. Right, and, you know, and it all stems, I'm sorry, Rick, are you going to say something? Nope. It all stems from just the endless culture war. You know, it's easier to change the culture and change a law, and you could change the law when the culture has changed. And this is just the endless, relentless assault for 20-some-odd years, you know, in academia, in, you know, on TV, you know, in your papers, print, all this, the endless amount of money spent by the Chinese government on propaganda in big papers like the New York Times and, and channels like CBS and all their products. You know, it's just a never-ending assault. And it... it People start to, oh, well, it's cool to say I'm woke. And next thing you know, there's a law that says you're woke. But meanwhile, you just made yourself a victim of a law that will now hurt you. You put yourself in the line of fire. You don't even know you did it because you're stupid. Because you've been dumbed down. You know, and it's just just so pervasive and it doesn't stop. And what's amazing, too, is that people keep voting for the same people over and over again and can't figure out, hey, you know what? I'm voting against my own interest. My situation hasn't changed. You know, you talk about you know, uh, lower income communities. How's it going? <laughs> Democrats are really doing a crack job, aren't they? No, no, no. But just keep voting that way. Eventually, you'll figure out that, uh, you know, it's not going to work. Oh, you'll be dead by then. Yeah. Number came out today. I saw a report that Amazing. families are going to have to budget $5,800 extra this year for inflation. $5,800. All right, live from Studio 6B, we'll get into uh, what is going on. The corrupt media has decided now is the time. What am I talking about? Well, I'll tell you when we get back.
minutes past the hour, live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice, Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV Channel 240, Samsung TV Plus Channel 1029, of course, streaming on all our social media at Real AM Voice right now on Getter. Chat seems um, pretty fiery tonight. Maybe a little calmer than last night. Last night, everybody was really... Last night was a good night on Getter. Every night's a good night on Getter, Damon. Of course it is. Why am I talking to myself? No idea. Uh, 30 minutes past the hour. Let's do some news. News is brought to you by our friends at 7cells7cells.com. I saw that little gnome Fauci out there today. God, can someone just... Just make him go. I mean, I just want to see one of those 10,000 pound anvils like from like Monty Python <laughs> drop on him. Done. He's out. Let's move on. I mean, talk about, such a putz. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just find it so stunning that he's out there talking about. Does he think there's an appetite for lockdowns again? Does he, does he think, think he's anybody gonna, likes him? Does he think that's yeah. going to help in an election year? He, is that what he thinks he's going to do? With another variant of Omicron that has shown absolutely uh, no ability to raise hospitalizations or, or be more severe. Nothing. He's saying today, I see him on, well, we got to be ready to pivot into a more serious lockdowns. Really? Good luck with that. Good luck with that. <clears throat> Except for the people who ride motorcycles who wear their masks outside and don't wear a helmet. That's your audience at this point. Other than that, <laughs> good luck. I saw, I saw one of those people. That he, he was jogging with a mask on outside, outside in a park. Yeah. That's about oh. the only audience I would figure that Fauci could could. Uh, but I could be wrong. There could be a lot of, of those uh, drones out there. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Lord Fauci says. Oh, yes. There are still. Pe I still see see people driving around in their cars with a freaking mask on. I want to hit them with my car. It, it's infuriating. It's like <laughs> it. it, it is there a do you have any brain cells making the connections? Holy moly! Yeah, they think they've got them all connected. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, let's. Do I, uh, I, I have time for a quick story yeah, yeah, like yeah. in real life? You know, we were at the bagel place having our coffee early morning Sunday, nice day, and you know we're we're sipping our coffee, eating a bagel, just a couple friends just chatting, and there's a you know there's a van, uh, like a jeep, but like all jacked up, and. uh you know, I said, oh, man, I saw the other, a, a guy in a Jeep the other day driving in his car alone with his mask on. I mean, it doesn't get dumber than that. And this guy's got to be as dumb as it gets. And out comes a guy right behind on his little moped. He just starts pushing himself out on his moped, and he goes, screw you guys, and just drives up with his mask on his face. He thought we were making fun of him, but we were just inadvertently making fun of the guy who wasn't even there. And then he, like, it was just, the guy was so mad. I'm like, it, it can't get dumber than that. And I'm like, Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome the new champion. He's on his moped alone on a breezy day with his mask well, on. Because I see Biden walking in from Marine One wearing a mask, right? Walking across the lawn, stumbling across the lawn. He's just stapling nothing to his face. No idea where to go. And then the next day he's in a room full of people with no mask. I mean, you can't yeah. make it up. He's Science, science. And he's sitting with troops eating pizza and nobody's wearing a mask. All right. No, I, love, I love how he's eaten before the troops get their food. Science. All right, let's do the news, Paul. What's going on? Well, Stephen Colbert suggests Fox News reporters should be slapped over his question to Biden. Uh, the late night host, uh, Stephen Colbert, suggested that uh, he should be um, slapped what, over his latest. Let me guess what reporter. I've never, I don't even know this story, but let me guess. 
Do- First name starts with P, last name starts with D. Ducey. Yeah, it starts with Peter and ends with Ducey. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, President Biden, this is what he said. Uh, yesterday, President Biden held a conference and he was asked a ridiculous question by a ridiculous man, a Fox News reporter, and one kid in high school who wears a suit to gym class, Peter Ducey. You know, you, you, know, you said a chemical weapon used by Russia would trigger a response in kind. It will trigger a, a, a significant response, uh, Biden has said. And he said, what does that mean? So uh, you guys saw the clip. And then Colbert said, well, remember how on last night I said slapping is never the answer? I'd like to file a one-time exemption on behalf of the president of the United oh, States. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, so clever. I mean, he's got a team of like 26 writers, and this is as good <laughs> as it gets. That's what they're coming up with. This is the guy who had the dancing hypodermic needles. Get a vax, get a vax. If you didn't see that, yeah. Google it. It's yeah. so disgusting. You, you know, it was, it, it, you know. You know, he's got a bunch of dancing, uh, you know, needle, hypodermic needles. We're supposed to listen to this guy. I mean, it's like the lowest form of comedy. Take a shot at Peter Ducey. Okay, oh, okay, fine. I mean, it, 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 it. How about a knock-knock joke? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> is, that, is that next there, uh, Mr. Colbert? Right. Yeah. Knock-knock jokes? I mean, he's so lame. He's always been lame. Yeah. Colbert Remember, was... Remember, he, he went to the White House... Um, didn't he kind of in early to early two thousands? Didn't he go to the White House correspondence dinner? He wasn't he the lead there at one of those deals? Some of those been. have been actually pretty good. They've had some good comedians. I remember when I missed it, it was the best. He torched Clinton. He torched Clinton so bad, it was. Uh, oh my God! The whitewater papers on the board podium, <laughs> <laughs> and he made fun of Clinton with the the grass in the back of the pickup, and he. <laughs> oh, man, he torched the Clintons so bad it was like national news for a week. The White House called C-SPAN and told them they weren't allowed to rerun it. That's how, <laughs> that's how brutal it was. That's great. Uh, now the, now we have Clintons. to go find it and maybe uh, play oh, it. Oh, God, I've watched it 150 times. I almost know every word by heart. Yeah. But, but you know what's interesting about the people like, uh, you know, we were talking about John Stewart at the top of the show. Now we're talking about Colbert, who used to follow Stewart yeah. on Comedy Central, is that these guys, they actually think that they're like deep thinkers. Yeah. They're comics. This is where it, they come from. That. They come from comedy. They come from writing. That, that's, that's their background. And they, they get a little bit of success, and, the, and they start to believe their own hype. It's like, no, no, you're great. People are really into – this is where people get their news. No, they don't. They, well, come, they come to not watch news. That's why they're watching you. You remember they all got exposed when they couldn't have an audience. Remember how right. bad, putrid those – I mean, not that they're good anyways, but remember how bad they were? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they were awful. Yeah, you mentioned a little humility from some of these guys. It's it's to the point of, you know, the arrogance and yeah, it, it's almost like Fauci. He, he's completely yeah. detached from the reality of of you know where everybody is, but he still thinks he's above it all. You know, <laughs> he still thinks, oh, I'm the expert. I am science. Who was the reporter saying to him? Is it a time you should step down? Yeah. Nobody likes you. I think it was Hugh Hewitt, right, Dame? We played that. that. Right, it was Hugh. We played it. Was, yeah, that, that <laughs> yeah, was, it was Hugh Hewitt. And, and he wasn't he wasn't saying anything about the science. He was like that you you've become uh, basically a pariah. People don't trust you. It's not that they're that it's not the science part. It's you. He was telling him you're the problem. Right. You've and made- he was like, no, no, no. I, I would never leave because I'm the problem. 
Yeah. That's the problem. Here's uh here is the piece on Colbert. You want to throw this up, G, for a second? Here, let's hear it. Let's see what he said. Yesterday, uh, President Biden held a press conference and he was asked uh, a ridiculous question by a ridiculous man, Fox News reporter, and that one kid in high school who wears a suit to gym class, Peter Ducey. <laughs> Jimmy, uh, drop the deuce. When you said a chemical weapon used by Russia would trigger a response in kind. Oh, it will trigger a significant response. What does that mean? Kind. I'm not going to tell you. Why would I tell you? you got to be silly. <laughs> Remember. Yes. The audience thinks Biden's a real genius. Last night's that's show, probably the first time they saw that. never, ever the answer. <laughs> to file a one-time exemption on behalf of the president of the united states and Ducey did not stop there the world wants to know the world wants to know a lot of things i'm not telling them what the response would be then then R- russia knows the response Peter Ducey, Fox News. I've got, I've got two more questions. First, what are the exact locations of all of America's troops? And can you give me the nuclear launch codes? Just tell me, is one of them a full? I mean, it's so desperate. I mean, it's so bad. I mean, it's just so brutal. Oh. Mm. Well, like I said, it's probably the first time and the only time that that audience will actually see that exchange and they're seeing the edited version of that exchange they probably didn't even see the original comments where he said we'll respond in kind and then see the follow-ups by the white house saying no 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 he didn't mean that uh we're we're gonna have to walk that back we wouldn't uh we're not gonna they didn't see the other comments when you guys are when you guys when you soldiers are in you know ukraine Ukraine, killing russians (laughs) you'll see when you're there yeah oh it's like the Florida bill. It's just like the Florida bill. All these people. I saw. I saw Simone. Um, whatever her name is there from the old uh, Disney show on the View or on something. Who was the snow monkey guy? Who the guy who looks like one of those like snow apes? Um, he was ranting at you, Nazi son of a gun. He's some actor who was who had this crazy. Oh, that's rant. Ron Coleman. Yeah. No, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Excuse yeah. me. The, Ron Perlman. Right, he looks. That that's the one who looks like he looks like a like a snow ape. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that exactly. guy's nuts. You wouldn't let your kids within about about ten uh, fifty yards of him in any direction. Right, Ron Perlman. Yes, Oof. yes, he, uh, out of his mind. He's unhinged, completely. You know, but they have no idea what's in that bill. Yeah, they've never read it. No idea what's in the bill. And here's how you know: this came out today in Politico. Gee, throw this up. Don't say gay. When, by the way, which the words are never in; those words are not even in the bill. When Americans are presented with the actual language of the new Florida law, it wins support by more than a two-to-one margin. Voters across partisan lines strongly support the new Florida law after being provided with the actual language of the bill. Look at the numbers. Classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through third grade (laughs) or in a manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. That's the language. When it's read to people, look at the numbers. 61 to 26 support overall. Republicans, 70 to 23. Independents, 58, 26. Democrats, 55 
29. Wow. Enough of these people with this nonsense and these celebrity losers going on all these shows making this some something that it's not. That they've not only can they've not read, they barely can read, number one, and they've <laughs> never read the bill. Well, David, do you have any idea how much works it takes to read the bill before you comment? I mean, it takes a good 20 minutes. You've got to spend some time before you could just start spewing your silly opinion that you're regurgitating from some guy like Colbert or Perlman or whatever his name is. Trump 2020 voters, 70 to 23. Biden 2020 voters, 53 to 30. Known someone LGBTQ. That, to me, is outstanding. Yep. Parents, 67, 24. Suburban voters, 60, 30. Known someone LGBTQ, 61, 28. Fully two-thirds of voters believe it is inappropriate for teachers or school personnel to discuss gender identity with children in kindergarten through third grade. Wow, what a concept. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you could really expand that to sixth grade, and I'm okay with it. Yeah. This is a winning... This is a winning argument for Republicans to run on. Every single red state should be looking to do this. And again, it's about empowering parents to say, no, you're not going to indoctrinate my kids. You're not going to pervert my kids. It's not your place. They're too young. And how would you like it if we did it to yours? They, they, they'd say no, because my kid goes to private school. That's what the liberal would say. They don't need to know anything about your private it's life in kindergarten through business. third grade. I never knew anything about my teachers ever. Ever. I know. Wednesday night. Oh, yes. Wednesday night. Paul Nolan's here. He's going to do some more news. Rick Delgado's here. Geo Fran holding it down as always. Make sure you follow us on social media as well at LFS6B. Of course, on Getter, True Social, Facebook, Twitter, all the same at LFS6B, which of course is also our code at uh, mypillow.com and at sevencells.com. Great way to support the show. Great way to support Mike Lindell. Um, MyPillow.com, LFS6B at checkout. Let's do some more news with uh, Papa Nolan, P-O-P-P-A-N-O-L-A-N on Getter. Papa Nolan, what's going on, Paul? I'm closing it on 5,000. You know how many I had on Twitter? Well, you want 100,000, Paul, so I wouldn't be jumping around for for five. It's a good start. Well, you got to get there somehow. Yeah, you got to get there somehow. Exactly. Hey, listen, every journey starts with one step. That's exactly right, Paul. Let's put that on on your pillow. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. What's wrong with you? What, you only got 4,000? I only have 3,100. Well, we got to fix that. We must remedy that. So uh, anyway, Biden announces new COVID one-stop shop website. 
Get second booster shot. Good. So only three years that's too a, late. By the way, that's a lot of numbers in one headline for Biden to say one-stop shop and second booster. You know how he is with fumbling numbers. But, uh, the Biden uh, administration has launched a new website designed to direct people to government resources meant to treat COVID-19. Thank God. Cases are at an all-time low. Uh, Hospitalizations <laughs> at an all-time low. Let's get the website out this week. Yep. The oh. new site, COVID.gov, provides links to locations for free N95 masks and COVID vaccines. Uh, and ways to get mail-in COVID tests. Now, is it, it .gov or .gum, like he used to tell us? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and text the number 23-skadoo. Yeah, COVID.dumb. Uh... <laughs> um, you know, I mean, how long before some charlatan gets every free N95 mask and test and resells them on the black market? But uh, it also includes a, a test-to-treat feature that directs patients to locations where they can get tests for COVID and uh, receive Newly approved Pfizer antiviral treatments at no cost. Uh, ivermectin. Um, the administration says there's 2,000 such sites at pharmacies and other locations nationwide. So, uh, cut one, we Jay. Got a clip here. We can listen to the most votes ever. Tell us about it. Roll it. Today, I'd like to update uh, you all on where we stand <laughs> on COVID 19. Uh, uh, Great. Because of the strategy we executed over the past year on vaccinations, testing, treatments, and more. We're now in a new moment in this pandemic. Does not mean that COVID-19 is over. It means that COVID-19 no longer controls our lives. That's what it means. Cases are ticking up as we thought they might. (laughs) But now, thanks to the foundation we've laid, America has the tools to protect people, all people. And, you know, as we've done from day one, my administration is making it easier than ever for Americans to access these tools. Today, I'm announcing the launch of COVID.gov, COVID.gov, a a one-stop shop where anyone in America can find what they need to navigate the virus, free vaccines and boosters, free at-home tests, high-quality masks, and uh, for the latest information about the level of COVID-19 spread in your community, you can get that immediately. Now, you'll also be able to find our new test-to-treat locations, which I announced in my State of the Union address. These are pharmacies and other places in your neighborhood where you can get tested, and if you're positive, you can get life-saving treatments all in one stop. Wow. We've already stood up 2,000 test-and-treat sites, test-and-treat sites across the country. We're also nearly at, we have nearly 200 sites just to serve military families and veterans communities as well. We've done, uh, what we've done throughout the pandemic, we've ensured these locations are the hardest hit, hardest to reach communities as well. The bottom line. What does that mean? No longer will Americans have to scour the internet to find vaccines, treatments, tests, or masks. It's all there. And just go visit covid.gov. COVID.gov. Which I'm at right now. COVID.gov. Looks like a fourth grader built it on <laughs> WordPress. Uh, find COVID. This is what it looks like. This is the whole thing right there. Great. Is there a uh, donate to the DNC button somewhere <laughs> on there? So then you go to find the test, and I've already noticed here, you go to the bottom, data information disclaimer. The locations displayed above have received an order of Paxlovid or uh, 
whatever this is, Lag, uh, Lagavino, in the last two months and or have reported availability of the oral antiviral medications within the last two weeks. Those sites have not reported in the last two weeks. Display a notification with the site details. Inventory has not been reported in the last two weeks. Please contact the provider to make sure the product is available. All therapeutics identified in the locator must be used in alignment with the terms of the respective products, uh, emergency youth authorization data displayed on this page for information purposes only. The data on this page is for locations uh, with the oral antivirals, Pfizer and Merck. So there's no guarantee that, uh, number well, number one, I don't know why you'd want to take either one of those over the early treatments that you know yeah. have proven to be working. But uh, So they send you basically to go get Pfizer and Moderna. You can see how well here the... You can see how well here it works. <laughs> if you're in a real rush, website. if you're in a real rush to find a place to yeah. uh, to go, good luck. As he said, for life-saving medication. Yeah. You know, it must be our audience overloading it. You know, because our audience is dying to be surveilled <laughs> and drugged by pharma. <laughs> <laughs> you know, surveilled and drugged, ball. You know what's amazing is that the Seven Cells website looks. Two million times better. Oh, you mean private industry did better than uh, a government agency? Yeah. yeah. Well, what do you knock? All right, what else is going on in the news, Paul? Well, there's an Oregon CRT team. By the way, guys, take a guess where this one's going. I have to say Oregon CRT teacher under criminal investigation after allegedly sending inappropriate image to student. Eh, what a surprise. Uh, uh, yeah, this is somebody, by the way, who I sent this to you because he's outspoken against Florida's law. Right. This person has been outspoken about the Florida law. Well, it infringes on his business to groom young kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, let's be honest. When you're a creepy old guy, what's better than trolling teens who are impressionable and confused? So the Oregon middle teacher is under investigation by local police after he allegedly sent nude photographs to a student. Dean Wright, um, a Judson middle school teacher, was placed on administrative paid administratively you got to be kidding me they got to pay this guy in an email sent to parents on monday uh principal uh alicia kruska informed parents of the incidents um today i received the report of an inappropriate image believed to be salem kaiser employee circulating on social media because of this concerning report i wanted to make sure that you had accurate information so you could address questions that your student may have kruska didn't advise who the advise who the uh employee was However, the image reportedly was a nude selfie, and uh, you know, Wright has also been, he's sent a bunch of creepy TikTok videos. In one video, uh, Wright posted, he's most proud of normalizing using pronouns in introductions in my classroom. And there's a lot of stuff here on his site with him just. There was a lunatic teacher life. on MSNBC yesterday talking about how he's so worried that he won't be able to now, as a teacher in Florida, he won't be able to come in and tell his kindergarten or first or second. He's kindergarten through three because that's what the law is, is geared at. So he's one of those. How worried he is that he won't be able to come in and tell his students about is, what he did over the weekend with his partner. Well, can I ask you a question, D? When you were in school, how often did you ask your teacher, you know, Miss Johnson, what did you do over the weekend? Yeah, never. Mr. Wilson, what did you do over the weekend? No, what Why did you do business? with your partner? What does that mean? No, never. I never did. I and my no teacher, idea. by the way, never offered it up. 
Yeah, right? the, only, the only thing my teacher told, told us, I was grading papers. You did terrible. Take this. Right. You're a disgrace. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're going nowhere, kid. Right. Uh, well, there you go. I'm here. I, my high school yearbook. My... I'm worried I won't be able to share my weekend with my partner with my first graders. My football coach. Okay, was, psycho. <laughs> to the greatest waste of potential I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, coach. <laughs> Two live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in on a Wednesday night. Paul Nolan's doing news. Rick Delgado's here. Geo Fran holding it down as always. Lots to get to. An hour two. Crazy Town coming up. We've got some more. Um, well, we got some more footage of Biden from today. That's got to be exciting. Uh, we <laughs> talked about Fauci. Boy, I, I mean, I don't know what's going on with Saki. If she's still really. She's got to be fried. If she's really got COVID still, or she's just uh, making the move to MSNBC or whatever she's going to do next. Or she's chasing somebody around with a big knife. But oh, no, this, that's, um, that's Jockey. Yeah, sorry. But this uh, Kate Benningfield is just horrendous. She's in there. worse than Saki? Uh, yeah, she is, I think, worse. I think every one of them fills in is worse, if you can believe that. Like, Corinne Jean-Pierre is terrible, too. Who is? Let's see if Kaylee's available. How much fun would it be to see her fielding questions? She was last about 20 minutes before the hook pulled her up the stage. <laughs> she wouldn't even get that. How's, cra- how's Crazy Town, G? Average, okay. Wow. Way yeah, to sell it. Ringing Way to sell it to the audience, G. Yeah, it's fits right in with the rest of the show. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Good point. He's on to us. Yeah, so Damn it. I- <laughs> Don't set him up again, please. Let's go... Um, <laughs> you know, we talk a lot about the Republican Party, and certainly there are and the lack of it. Chip Roy, Matt oh, Gates, yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Ron Johnson, Ron Johnson, some good fighters. A lot of them, a lot of good fighters. Yeah, but, they're, all um, Trump, they're all Trumpians, if you will. Right? They're all part of the Trump doctrine. Right? They're all America first platform and they're running with it and they're staying with it and they're showing no fear but unfortunately not enough mm-hmm. and they don't ever they're never on the same page cut 18 g once again here we go roll that well i had been evaluating judge jackson's record uh, for some time i applied the same standards that have applied to the other supreme court justices for whom uh, i have cast votes and um, i met with her for an hour and a half before the hearing, watched much of the hearing, and then I met with her yesterday for an hour. At the conclusion of that extensive review and conversation, I came to the conclusion that she clearly had 
the credentials, the experience, the qualifications, what? and the integrity that I look for in a Supreme Court justice. I'm sure uh, that I won't agree with every decision that she casts on the court. I haven't agreed with every decision that any of the justices for whom I voted have uh, cast on the court. I also don't agree with all the decisions that she's made as a district judge, but I wouldn't <laughs> expect that. But there's no doubt that the like ABA, which gave it its highest, gave her uh, its highest rating of unanimously well-qualified, uh, reflects my like views you. that she is well-qualified. And she's going to vote for us, she said. Who, who, who was that? That's Susan Collins from Maine. Uh, this is her, right? Now, um, <sighs> what's, what you didn't hear Susan Collins talk about there is what um, Paul Sperry wrote about today in Issues and Insights, and the title of it being Kataji Brown Jackson's Hidden Record, Soft on Drug Dealers, Pedophiles, and Terrorists. Now, I wonder if Susan Collins talked to the judge about any of this in her two and a half hours that she just explained to us. Because she didn't talk about that in that interview right there. She says, I applied the same standard. Well, what is, what is that standard? Joe Biden told us that she's a, this, this is a um, once-in-a-lifetime nominee because she's an African-American woman. She can't define what a woman is. So unless you can't either, or you didn't listen to any of the testimony... I mean, for, for crying out loud, even Mitt Romney, I don't think yet, is, is committed to, to vote yes. But Susan Collins has. Susan Collins has come out and run cover for the Democrats knowing that they've got what they need already. Now, Susan Collins is not on the committee that has to, that has to pass her out of committee into the full Senate. But she'll vote, you know, she'll be vote 51 or 52. Well, they won't need Kamala if they get Susan Collins. She'll be vote 51 for passage. Wow. And, of course, this is, um, you know, I, I, with, with Susan Collins's and Cheney's and, and uh, Kinzinger's doing the January 6th hit squad, no problem. Or they're all into it. She's going to vote for her. I mean, I, I don't know how this party... Um, I mean, I hope they win the midterms, but I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know how you take them seriously that they can get, ever get anything done when, when, the, when the views of people like her are just so different. Malaligned. Malaligned is a better word than what you would think this party would be. So do I remember those, some questions about her election? Was it... Rick, would you remember? Do I remember there was like fraud surrounding, or there was like some chicanery, if you will, around her last election? Do I remember reading that about her? I'm not sure. Okay, I don't know I'll, if there I'll, was. If anyone on uh, in the chat, anyone over on Getter or the Telegram group, by the way, the Telegram yep. group still cranks. Um, Discord, I'm not over there as much as I was because I don't use that platform at all. But if you guys can send an article, if you know anything about it, I'd like to read up if I if I remember that correctly. So this is a good piece by Paul Sperry. It's extremely detailed and long. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but um, 
I saw the headline and I'm thinking to myself, I wonder if Susan Collins talked to the judge about uh, the drug dealers, pedophiles, and terrorists that she was extremely soft on. I mean, I don't know how you listen to her testimony as a Republican and say you're going to vote for her. She couldn't answer basic questions. Even besides the woman thing, she couldn't answer basic questions. She said, well, so he did it for 15 minutes. He's looking at 30 years in jail. I mean, you know, how does that align with your thinking? Yeah. You know what's so insane about that whole, oh, it was only 15 minutes. Oh, it was just 600 pictures. And, you know, oh, it just kind of came across. No, you have to go specifically to dark places on the web to find that stuff. Number one. That's the first thing, because you can't just Google that stuff and it comes piling in unless, of course, you're under Biden and it's on your laptop already. Um, and the stuff that I heard, uh, somebody was interviewing a, uh, a former FBI agent who used to handle some of this stuff, and they cannot even talk about what they see in these photos. So when, so when she's so passive, well, you know, it was just pictures, pictures of violence against babies and children totally uh, i mean this just to bring in hammurabi's code for these animals it, i mean it, this is just psychotic you're you're talking about photograph them inflicting damage pain and stuff like this on these babies these kids it's sick that have no idea what's happening to them it's the low it's it's the most heinous crime in in society and for her to just say, well, you know, it was just 15 minutes and I feel bad for his family. I don't care about his family. His family should be like, hey, people should be looking at them going, what the hell were you doing that you raised something like this? Were you not paying attention? Oh, my. my uh, to hear some of these guys talk about this, the grotesque th nature of these photos and videos that they've had to go look through because it's part of their job. They, they, they just can't. It. It damages them as well because they see this and they know that these victims are out there it's more that's so sorry Sodom and that, Gomorrah, man. It's, it's just, just brutal i i think it, i think that gets lost in the whole well you know it was only 15 minutes it can't get lost it can't yeah, exactly so well you read this story by paul sperry today in issues and insights and again it just goes through a litany of times where she was even back in 2011 she said, justice demands this result. What was that result? Well, that was the U.S. Sentencing Commission knocking as much as three years off of prison terms of crack cocaine convicts that she fought for. She was the vice chairman of the commission, and Jackson believed the nation's drug laws were overly harsh and especially unfair to blacks. A month earlier, she had shrugged off Justice Department warnings. That her decision, which made more than 12,000 federal crack inmates eligible for early release, could flood the streets with dangerous criminals who would likely reoffend. I mean, she could be on Biden's border. Um, she could be in charge of the border right now. She'd be perfect. Let him in. Oh, you know, that may not be a bad idea. Well, it's all right. Justice demands. That's what I, she said. I got a story on that. Go ahead. You want to go to that now or you'll save it for... Yeah, sure. No, I yeah, mean, I'm well, done with Susan Collins. I mean, it's just... Because I, I, I don't know what there is to say about... I, I just don't know how you can come out and say I'm going to vote for her because I've met with her for two and a half hours. Well, did you listen to anything she said under questioning? 
right. by who, your own party. And who else did you meet with? I mean, what, what would compromise your principles to our party? You weren't voted to vote. You were, you were voted to protect us from people like this. Well, it's not even party at this point. I know. For something I know. like this, it, it's, that's, party is, is who cares about party? This is about being a human. And she again. Says I, and she says, I applied the same standard. Yeah. What's, what's the standard? Is the, sta- the standard has, what's the standard? I remember the cat, was it Kavanaugh or she was like the, the, she was like one of the key, like, what is she going to do? Remember everybody was like, yeah. what is Susan Collins going to do? And she gave that long drawn out speech about coming to her decision. Yeah. This one seems like it's been a lot easier for her. This one seems like it's been a lot easier for her to get to the answer than it was for him. Even though she got to the right one, at least in our estimation on him, although, I don't know. Yeah, she's found a way to pander to the Uniparty, though. All right, what else is uh, in the news, Paul? Well, we only got a minute, so I'll hit on it quick. Jay Johnson, who served as Homeland Security um, under uh, Obama, told MSNBC on Wednesday the ongoing crisis at the U.S.-Mexican border kicked Kickstarted by Biden administration is unsustainable because of the large number of illegals crossing the border. The Department of Homeland Security said on Tuesday they are preparing to encounter up to 18,000 illegal immigrants a day during the busy spring and summer season, uh, especially once Tile 42 is removed. Title 42 has been used since the early days of COVID-19 pandemic to prevent the virus from being spread while the Border Patrol holding facilities uh, you know, may end soon. Cut uh, 13, G. Roll it. Okay. That's why I was tr- going to hold off this one until then. But, uh, you know, we can come back to it on the other side of it because this is just, I mean, I mean, we just got to keep reporting on this, what Ben and Harry are doing down there at the border. Well, Benningfield's answer about this in the press briefing room today was, well, we're just going to, you know, we, we're just, we've always given this decision to the CDC and we're going to wait for them to come up with a decision. And, uh, well, we know that it may cause an influx of, um, illegals but we're just gonna we're gonna wait for the cdc which the cdc now comes out and says may 3rd i think is the magic date so may 23rd oh good 20 more days all right 13 past the hour live from studio 6b more to do when we get back With American energy independence front and center in the debate over gas prices, Americans are no doubt questioning green policies and looking to the Biden White House and Congress for some answers. Why do we rely so heavily on tyrannical nations for our energy? We are now in, uh, in very active discussions with our European partners uh, about banning the, uh, the import of Russian oil uh, to our countries, while, of course, at the same time, maintaining a steady uh, global supply of, uh, of oil. What exactly do Americans gain by funding these governments that threaten us and commit crimes against humanity? What will it take to get America back on track to energy independence with gas prices skyrocketing to over $4 a gallon, which puts oil around $150 a barrel? Experts have predicted that oil will skyrocket to get this $200 a barrel. Me, myself, it was $80 to fill up my truck. I have a 20-gallon gas tank. 
No doubt Americans are going to be looking to the Biden White House for some serious answers. And with the 2022 midterm elections looming, this issue will be front and center. Many have continued to ask, is the Biden administration essentially funding two sides of a civil war in Eastern Europe? We're buying Russian oil, but yet we are sending weapons to the Ukrainian government. It's a lot to look at. I'm Christopher Carter in Washington, D.C. 18 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. Thanks to Chris Carter for that. Big report today out. And the San Francisco Fed says, no, 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 it's not Putin. It's the spending problem in Washington, the multi-trillion dollar spending problem in Washington that's caused inflation. And inflation continues to rise. And the value of the dollar continues to go down, as I keep telling you. You've got to consider your financial alternatives. Paper money becomes worthless as they print more and more and more and more. How do you protect your hard-earned savings? Well, one option is to buy gold and silver, physical gold and silver. And the people to talk to there are our friends at Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold, experts in precious metals. An A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Thousands of satisfied customers. Most importantly... They'll give you options. You can buy gold coins. You can convert an existing IRA to a gold IRA. You can even convert an eligible 401k account to a gold IRA account. So here's how you get started. Text America to 989898 and get your free information kit from Birch Gold with absolutely no obligation. Text America to 989898 and let Birch Gold show you how owning gold and silver could help protect your savings and they'll show you how to do it in a tax sheltered account so call them right now text them america text the word america send it to 989898 for your free information kit from our friends at birch gold group 20 minutes past the hour report by the way on uh, released today by the Federal Reserve of San Francisco, said the U.S. inflation rate spiked higher than any other country in March of 2021, shortly after Congress passed President Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID relief package. The San Francisco Fed said, quote, fiscal support measures designed to counteract the severity of the pandemic's economic effect have contributed to this divergence by raising inflation by about three percentage points By the end of 2021, economists argue that the current round of inflation that is racking the economy results from the lingering effects of the coronavirus pandemic, but more importantly, by the multi-trillion dollar spending problem in Washington, D.C. Factories closed, international trade has now come to a halt, businesses still in operations were forced to hike prices even higher to account for the limited supply of goods and services. Congress uh, only boosted the demand for these goods and services by doling out trillions of dollars in coronavirus relief, including three direct payments to families worth $3,200. And of course, at the time we talked about this, how they could have been much more direct with what they were doing, even under the Trump administration. Much more direct on how this money went out. But more, more than that, you know, and I hear that argument, but more than that, we've had easy, loose money policy at the Fed for way too long. 
They told us inflation was fine. It was fine. And that's why we needed this easy money, free money, 0% federal funds rate. And the Fed just is behind the ball combined with the spending problem. We don't have a taxation problem. We have a spending problem. And the Democrats, of course, will refuse to ever acknowledge that because all they want to do is redistribute wealth. Tax more, tax more, tax more. Crush upward mobility as much as they can. Antagonize the successful. Uh, not even antagonize, that's the wrong word. Demagogue and, 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 and attack. Yeah, the moderately successful. The super successful, they're going to aid and abet so they keep funding their campaigns. Well, not if Elizabeth Warren and, and Biden's new budget has anything to do about it, as they're going to tax unrealized gains. Who's ever heard oh. of such an absolute, I mean, who's ever heard of such a thing? You know, you get that from me, like you're going to get my guns. Uh, Taxed unrealized gains. Your house goes up, you know, 20% like they have in the last two years. Hey, yeah, by the way, you owe us 40 grand. Or so what's, whatever what, the number might be. Could be more. Be, there's got to be a way to create a tax shell loophole, right? Can't you just create an offshore, some co- form of corporation that you rent to? And that form that offshore, there's got to be a, a loophole around. There's no way that's happening. I'm not. That, well, the, if I the, figure it out, I'll tell everyone. Well, Paul, you've blueprint. got that painting in your. Uh, well, we, we think that uh, painting there, that might be a Van Gogh. It's worth a million bucks. You owe us the. Uh, 280,000, 28% capital gains on that. That's even though it's unrealized. Yeah, which is their way of saying we're going to collect every tangible asset out there because we can't have any, anybody having an asset. And therefore, they'll crash the entire system. Yeah, that's the plan. It looks because, like, right? let's face it, rich people are going to be like, oh, I'm selling now. <laughs> Everything will go on sale. Rich people will always find a way. They'll sell and they'll pick up something else that uh, that falls outside. Of they'll that. just move the money out of the country. Yeah. They'll move the businesses out of the country. Yeah. They'll do whatever they have to do. That's what yeah. they always do. Who gets hit the hardest? The people that Biden keeps telling us he's not hitting the hardest. The middle class, lower income, fixed income, getting slaughtered under this president. Yep. Not only that, and it's a lot of his voting base, by the way. If you've got a four hundred one k, you got a pension. Those wave goodbye. Listen, he's those looking are gone. to kill his voting base. He wants his voting base so desperate for UBI. He wants his voting base, and he wants everybody just above him in absolutely petrified. This is look. This is the erosion of the middle class. It's top down, bottom up, and they are destroying it. And they are close. It's they're going for the kill. We hear AOC, right? She said, we're, gonna, we're doomed. I mean, the midterm elections, they find a way out of this. And somehow or another, if some Trump doctrine type, you know, wins, let's say Trump wins, or someone like a DeSantis, for argument's sake, they're going to unravel this Agenda 2030 garbage. They're going to uh, unravel this uh, liquidity problem. They're going to unravel the monetary system by... You know, being energy independent again, they're going to get people back to work. They're going to encourage the local industry and, you know, up again. They, they will kill this because it would be very difficult to explain to the moderates on the left who have just had it that this wasn't by design. Because even, even with the exception of the 20% of lunatics who are going to die on their dumb hill, most people see what's going on now. At least that's how I see it. You talk to working people, they, they know. 
They know this, this. They know things are wrong. I've never talked to so many people who see how absolutely wrong things are now. In the past, people were like, put your tinfoil hat on, buddy. Right. You know, and here it is. They're like, you, are, you, are, you know. And I ask them, when did you wake up to all this? Most say right around COVID. So, let's hope. Let's hope. I mean, you know, they say these, you know, it's all about the, um, it's all about people's pocketbook. I don't care who you voted for. There's no way you can look at your life right now, financial or otherwise, and say that you're better off with this guy. There's just no way. Nobody could do that. Nobody. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday night. A little more news. Crazy Town coming up when we get back. All right, 30 minutes past the hour, live from Studio 6B. So I want to get to the uh, probably, really, what's the big story of the day before we get to Crazy Town, and that was what the Washington Post finally decided. I told you this a couple segments ago. The media has finally decided now, for some reason, that they've now got to get to where the New York Post was a year and three months ago. And the Washington Post today, with a huge spread, entitled Inside Hunter Biden's Multi-Million Dollar Deals with a Chinese Energy Company. A Washington Post review confirms key details (laughs) and offers new documentation of Biden family interactions with Chinese executives. This in the Washington Post today. The deal was years in the making, the culmination of forging contacts, hosting dinners, Flights to and from China. But on August 2nd, 2017, signatures were quickly affixed. One from Hunter Biden and the other from a Chinese executive named Gongwen Dong. Within days, a new Kathy Bank account was created. Within a week, millions of dollars started to change hands. Within a year, it would all begin to collapse. While many aspects of Hunter Biden's financial arrangement with China Energy have been previously reported and were included in a Republican-led Senate report from 2020, a Washington Post review now confirms many of the key details and found additional documents showing Biden family interactions with Chinese executives. So that's how this starts today in the Washington Post. Let me jump over to CBS. This is what the CBS Evening News tonight looked like. Multiple sources tell CBS News that the federal investigation into Hunter Biden's business practices is broader than previously known. The probe is exploring whether the younger Biden and his associates violated tax, money laundering and foreign lobbying laws. Business records reviewed by CBS News and documents released by Republicans in Congress indicate multiple financial transactions involving Hunter Biden, his firm and a Chinese energy company called CEFC. Republicans allege 
acknowledge that the company is an arm of the Chinese government. In 2017, the year after Joe Biden left the vice presidency, a $1 million retainer was signed with the Chinese energy company for Hunter Biden's services as a lawyer. His <laughs> client, a CEFC oh, official, Patrick Ho, was later convicted of international bribery and money laundering charges for unrelated work in Africa. This week on the Senate floor, Republican Chuck Grassley presented financial records that he said showed six-figure payments from the Chinese energy company to Hunter Biden's firm. Hunter Biden talking about this and James Biden served as the perfect vehicle by which the communist Chinese government could gain inroads here in the United States. Multiple sources tell CBS. So that's from CBS, Nora O'Donnell tonight, or last night, I think it was. And they still whitewash so much of the, like, the the horrible stuff that, that was done in there. They still gloss over it. Well, you know what's interesting about that report, and, and some of these reports that I'm seeing is that they're not really mentioning Joe Biden at all, which mm-hmm. is weird because Hunter Biden is nobody, absolutely nobody, oh, without the big guy. And, and they shared, what's crazy is there's evidence that they shared bank accounts. Yep. So not, I mean, and they paid each other's bills. Right. And not only did he get his piece, then he got a piece of everybody else's piece. Yeah. He, he had his 10% because uh, I think you read, read uh, a part of it last night where even after he got his money, Joe Biden went back to Hunter and took more, like, like he extorted his own son. He's yeah, he like, ah, so, I think I need another taste. He said so much in tax, right? Yeah. He said, dad took my... Yeah. So now, so the media all of a sudden now, and we've been talking about Peter Schweitzer and others have been saying to Maria Bartiromo, we think this is getting closer. He could be indicted. So what's the media now doing? The media is now running for cover, running to try to get ahead, running to try to lay the groundwork that they're, that they're ahead of this. Yeah, right. That they're honorable. That they're not complicit. Right. Yeah. And trying to keep Joe and Hunter now separate. Correct. That may be most importantly that. Yeah. Maybe most importantly so they can try to look somewhat objective when this breaks, if it breaks, when it breaks. So you, you think about now the 2020 election and we've, all the other fraud we've talked about, but you think about the fact that the media was absolutely complicit in keeping this information with one of the candidates running who was is knee deep in corruption all over the world with all of our enemies including right now where Russia and Ukraine at war and you think about the fact that they hid this covered it up slandered the New York Post took them off social media while this laptop was out there called it russian disinformation he had all these guys sign off on this letter the intelligence community, knowing, knowing it was true, signed off saying, oh, no, it's Russia disinformation. You think about all the crucial information that was kept from the public. Right. Yeah. And we have the January 6th committee looking at people strolling around in the Capitol. Yeah. And not only that, how they went after Trump, they went after Rudy Giuliani, and they went after all these people because... They knew it was true when they needed to cover it up. The cover-up is always worse. Foreign corruption of one of the candidates, and we have a committee that's looking into getting 121 more prosecutors to prosecute people who were taking a stroll 
who were invited in in the Capitol. Yeah. And nobody, we don't have anything other than Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson talking about real corruption, real crimes. I mean, it's just, it's just another big, um, I don't yeah. even know what the word is, to put on the 2020 election in this guy's election. Just imagine Donald Jr. taking Air Force Two to China five times the Ukraine five or six, right? To could just imagine all those trips with all those dignitaries and all the emails. Just think about what the media would have done. Yeah, but you know, it's it's just crazy to me. He's using Air Force Two, getting free rides on on a tax well, dollar too. Because Dad was taking them over. Over the course of 14 months, the Chinese energy conglomerate and its executives paid 4.8 million dollars to entities controlled by Hunter Biden. Let me say that again. Over the course of 14 months, the Chinese energy conglomerate and its executives paid $4.8 million to entities controlled by Hunter Biden and his uncle, according to government records. Joe Biden got on the stage and in a debate with Donald Trump, I don't remember what number it was, one or two, the debates, and into a question he was asked about it, looked at the moderator and said, my son has never made a dollar uh, out of China. I think that was the first one. I mean, it's just, uh, you know. And, and what's crazy, again, you, you go back to Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden, who would be a homeless crackhead right now if his last name wasn't Biden and his family lineage didn't include the big guy. It's, to try and separate the two is insanity. I mean, you just look at all his partners and all the criminal behavior of the guy Archer and... Uh, <laughs> They're in jail. It's... <laughs> but the, the, the thing is, the thing is, how compromised is the president of the United States right now? He wouldn't get security clearance if he was a visitor. If I did all those things, I could not go into the White House. Think I mean, about with that. with all the people around the world who have a copy of this hard drive... God knows what's out there. Well, except everyone but the FBI. Oh, oh yeah, and, the F, they don't have it. Yeah, and right. Jerry Nadler, he didn't want it. Oh. Yeah, well, it's, I, I, I think I, it's in the record now, officially. <laughs> uh, all right, crazy town time, G. Biden gets the fourth shot. Roll it. Today, I'd like to update uh, you all on where we stand on COVID-19. <sighs> because of the strategy we executed over the past year, on vaccinations, testing, Strategy. treatments, and more. Yeah. We're well, now in a new moment in this pandemic. Sure. Does not mean that COVID-19 is over. It means that COVID-19 no longer controls our lives. That's what it means. Today, I'm announcing the launch of COVID.gov. COVID.gov. Excuse me, a one-stop shop where anyone in America can find what they need to navigate the virus. And uh, for the latest information about the level of COVID-19 spread in your community, you can get that immediately. We've already stood up 2,000 test and treat sites sites across the country. When I took office about 14 months ago, the pandemic was raging, the economy was reeling, and the deficit was soaring. And because of how we responded, we created more jobs last year than ever before, <laughs> 6.7 million jobs. Yeah. And by the Stop way, it. we did it while cutting the deficit. 
Yeah. The largest <laughs> one-year deficit reduction in sure. American Why? history. Yeah. Say that again. The largest one-year deficit again. reduction <laughs> in American history. What's yeah. that but none of that happened by accident. No, of course The not. monoclonal antibodies. Take monoclonal antibodies, for example. They've helped save lives. This isn't partisan. It's medicine. But oh, Congress ooh. hasn't provided enough money to <laughs> keep purchasing these monoclonal <laughs> uh, antibodies. Huh? And if we fail to invest, we leave ourselves vulnerable if another wave of the virus oh. hits. Oh, yeah, is. If you haven't gotten enough. your first booster, please don't wait. Do it today. Those who are 50 and older, as well as those who are immunocompromised, can now get it and get even more protection than they have from the initial uh, first doses. If we need a different vaccine for the future to combat a new variant, we're not going to have enough money to purchase it. There we go. We cannot allow that to happen. But they were free. Congress, we need to secure additional supply now. Now. Yeah. We can't wait until we find ourselves in the midst of another surge to act. It'll be too late. Mm-hmm. And we also need this this funding to continue our efforts to vaccinate the world. Sure. What? The commitments we made. It's not our responsibility. Congress needs to act now, please. No. Right now. I've worked so hard to get our lives. We've worked so hard to, we all of us have worked so hard to get our lives back. We're summoning every ounce of American resilience. Sure. Americans are back to living their lives again. We can't surrender that now. Congress, please act. You have to act immediately. Now I'm going to get my second booster shot. Mr. President, what is the danger of Putin being left in the dark by the military advisors? Oh, he is just a picture of him. <laughs> Nothing to comment. It is doddering old school. Can you comment on the declassified intelligence that he doesn't trust his military leadership since it is declassified? No. What if President Zelensky has a vaccine? The gap. Have a vaccine. Under five. Are there enough funds? Mr. President. I don't think it's real. I've always thought that it discourages people getting the vaccination when I watch people get a needle in their arm. So uh, I apologize for discouraging him. It didn't hurt a bit, and uh, I was able to roll my sleeve up. And thank you all. Yeah. I, I was able to 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 put my own shoes. Why on. am I doing this on stage? He says. <laughs> I, I, you know, I got, I'd rather have like I'd rather them shoot Windex into my arm than that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Probably safer. Oh, I could do that for Probably you. Safer. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap it up for a Wednesday night when we get Wait, back right after this. That's it. Come on, let's go too fast. Let's do the extra hour tonight. All right. Yeah, it's Thursday. Why not? <laughs> I heard that. Studio 6B, just jumping into the getter chat, see word about the the illustrious 30,000 still eludes us here. Good though, 19,000, hitting the going on 20, maybe before the end of the show. Uh, glad you're all in there. Of course, follow us on getter as well, at LFS6B, Truth Social, at LFS6B, Twitter, 
Facebook, all the same, at LFS6B. And, of course, that's our code. Check out um, MyPillow or uh, Seven Cells if you're looking for ivermectin in that early treatment pack. As the Omicron BA2 is now the dominant strain of all cases in the United States. And, like I said, I heard the little gnome today. Cut 5G, speaking of him. Uh, here he is. Roll that. I think the restrictions, if you want to use that word, which I tend to shy away from, lockdown, this certainly prevented a lot of infections, prevented a lot of hospitalizations, and prevented a lot of deaths. There's no doubt about that. We need to be prepared punch for the possibility <laughs> that we would have another variant that would come along. And if things change and we do get a variant that does give us an uptick in cases and hospitalization, we should be prepared and flexible enough to pivot towards going back at least temporarily to a more rigid type of a restriction, such <laughs> as requiring masks indoor. Oh, my God. Thank you. It couldn't have come soon enough, though. I, I mean, that's, that's almost laughable to me at this point, given where we are. Not only that, but he can't even cite any science. Mr. Science himself can't cite any science that a lockdown has some yeah. type of magical, uh, you know, spell over a virus that's in the air. It, it made it, it th there's, it, it no probably sense. made it worse. Yeah. As we said, it prevented he, uh, young and healthy adults who probably would have come in contact with it, gotten a fever, been sick, not felt that great for a couple of days, whatever it was, and gotten better and started to develop immunity all across the country. Right. But we were told we had to get under our kitchen table for 30 days, two weeks to slow the spread. Now it's been two years. And all we did is when we let people out, guess what they did? They got sick. Yeah. It did nothing. So his his opening statement there, I don't think is is feasible by science terms. And then he references the masks again, even though the Johns Hopkins study this just came out recently. They said, yeah, masks ah, didn't work, had no effect, but he still wants to go back to it. So again, it's not about science. No, it's about belittling, dehumanizing, demoralizing, controlling, scaring. That's it. Yeah. Let's do a couple other things. Let's jump around a little bit because uh, we talked about this. Let's go to cut 7G because they, CNN, they almost don't even know what to do with themselves having the report like this. Roll that. So there's a lot of issues that the, the, the Justice Department has looked into, including, of course, uh, this laptop that uh, on the right wing has, has featured a lot of a lot of stories about, about Hunter Biden. The right wing. We know the FBI yeah, right has possession of it and that they believe it is his laptop, that oh. the contents of it are his. Oh. This is a very real, very substantial investigation of potentially serious federal crimes. We are seeing federal prosecutors in Delaware do exactly what right. you would expect to see federal prosecutors do in Start this situation. Crying. They're talking to witnesses. They're bringing people into the grand jury. They're issuing subpoenas. And I would expect, as Evan reported, they're now gaining steam and they need to make a decision, I think, in the at least intermediate future. This case has been going on for four years and there is a real chance this could result in federal charges of course then we'd be in unprecedented political territory not legal territory but a situation of having potentially the justice department prosecuting and trying to imprison the son of the president Ooh. <laughs> uh oh uh oh see how quick see how quick hunter turns because hey no way he that kid's lived the privileged privileged life he is not going to jail he's looking up going dad you better take care of this because i am not going down for you or your brother or any of this stuff one more cut 19 g 
Chuck Todd may be a little concerned about the midterms. All of Maybe he listened to AOC. That's why I roll that. Where are we right now? Oh, good. Well, he's got a chart. Let's take a look. The current round track in our poll is 71%. What's really striking is third straight poll where the direction of the country has been above 70%. There's only been one other time we've had that in our poll. It is not a good time. And if you have 71%, forget, look, 65% wrong track is a bad number. 71%. That's why it is in the shellacking category. <laughs> it's in the shellacking category. Yeah. Shellacking. <laughs> and Fauci's out there talking about wanting to go to lockdowns. It's like tone deaf, you know. Or, or they just they just need to like fill their uh, their margin calls for their stock options on on big pharma. Let's scare people with this, you know buying more dope. Yep. Or anything else in the news, Paul? You know, Trump said that uh, he celebrated the news that Hillary Clinton and the 2016 presidential campaign and Democratic <laughs> National Committee face federal election commission fines. Uh, Trump relayed his statement through spokesperson Liz Harrington on Wednesday. Um, he said that, uh, I think he wrote, uh, just out of the 2016 Clinton campaign and the DNC paid the FEC today for violating the law by failing to disclose their payments for legal advice and services to law firm Perkins Coy. Um, in fact, a guise to hire numerous companies, all of whom are now named defendants in my lawsuit to try to take <laughs> down and illegally destroy your favorite president, me. <laughs> Great is he? He's such a rip. By the way, did you see the Hit Squad out today? I, I, if you're following us on social media, I posted about it. The Hit Squad out on John Solomon and Real America's Voice today, all over the place. Take a look at this headline. Put it up on the screen, G. Here's the headline from Business Insider and Yahoo News today. This is how they frame it. The interview. Journalist who conducted Trump's latest interview was disowned by The Hill and Fox News after pushing disinformation. That's how they framed John Solomon and Amanda Head interviewing. Who was that? Who, wait, who? Was that Yahoo? It's that- Yahoo News, but originally sourced to Business Insider. That is the rag that, of course, went after um, uh, Portnoy from Barstool with a bunch of phony charges, too, that they couldn't back up. So this is typical of, um, of Business Insider. That this is how they frame the Trump interview. Donald Trump has once again provoked controversy with remarks about Russian President Vladimir Putin. So here's Business Insider and Yahoo still running cover for Hunter Biden and for Joe Biden in an interview with the conservative journalist, John, see they have to put the label on it? on Tuesday on Solomon's streaming service. So they don't even, they have none of the facts right. None of the Fed, no idea what they're talking about. Trump addressed a war in Ukraine, called on a Russian president to provide information about Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, who is the target of a renewed GOP <laughs> Russian propaganda <laughs> campaign. Renewed GOP. Did, did they really write that? I yeah, mean, and a brew of rumors and conspiracy theories about what Biden is and his allies have been. Pro- oh my wow. goodness! I mean, you couldn't, you can't make this up. How pathetic! Just pathetic. But uh, yeah, there was, it was, they were all out today. All out Man. today. What was the cut, G? Cut fourteen. Kate Benningfield. God, she's horrible at this job. Roll that. Reaction to former President Trump calling on Putin to release information about Hunter Biden. Are you concerned about that? So what I would say about that is 
What kind of American, let alone an ex-president, thinks that this is the right time to enter into a scheme with Vladimir Putin and brag about his connections to Vladimir Putin? <laughs> what I say last one, night, and it's right? Donald Trump. Good one. What I say last night. <laughs> a, think, just think about how stupid that is, that answer. That's the best they could come up with. Right, scheme. When he gets indicted, I wonder what she's going to say. Yeah. Is he, what kind of an American enters into a scheme? So how do they protect Joe if they indict Hunter and all this evidence just a cavalcade down? How in God's name does Joe stay exempt from all this? Oh, just let the media do their job. Yeah, just let huh? the media do their job. I don't know, man. Is it possible they're throwing him to the wayside after two years and they're going to be able to bring uh, mm. the cackling hyena in and let her, you know. Maybe Joe looks, maybe they're looking at Joe and going, liability. As always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines who protects us, who keeps the country running. Thanks, guys, on the show. Thanks, G. Thanks, Fran. Most of all, thank you to live from Studio 6B audience. We'll see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Right here, live from Studio 6B.